Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. Hey, TCK Potters, I want to give a shout out to Anchor, which is the podcast avenue we record with to bring you these episodes. Have you ever thought about starting your own podcast? When I was trying to get this podcast off the ground, I had a lot of questions. Like, how do I record a podcast? How do I record an episode? How do I get the Candlestick Kids Fantasy Podcast onto all of the apps that people are listening to? And how can I reach as many people as possible for free and make money at the same time from my podcast? The answer to every one of these questions is Anchor. Anchor is the one-stop shop for recording, hosting, and distributing your podcast. Best of all, it's 100% free and ridiculously easy to use. And now Anchor can match you up with great sponsors who want to advertise on your podcast. That means you can get paid to podcast right away. Gaining some revenue from those podcast sponsors is essential to making necessary upgrades to the podcast and your overall brand. I appreciate how user-friendly Anchor is and how we can record our episodes via our computers or over the phone, similar to a voice memo or a phone call, and we can record these episodes, edit them down as needed, upload them, and boom, the episode is ready to launch. So if you've always wanted to start a podcast and even make money doing it, go to anchor.fm forward slash start. That's anchor.fm slash start to join me and the diverse community of podcasters already using Anchor. One more time, that's anchor.fm slash start. I can't wait to hear your podcast. trick-or-treating last night but i'll be previewing the week nine games and the fantasy implications for your players as always please make sure to email your start sit keep trade cut questions to tckpod at gmail.com and shoot us a dm on instagram at the candlestick kids with the hashtag tckpod we've got a lot to cover so let's get into it this guy right here where you have a man-to-man right here you see he gets penetration right there you know when you run away from him he's gonna run you down he's one of those guys who will get penetration yeah, he not only rambled but he rumbled and stumbled that's when you want a medicine back stuff get that back his hands are so big and strong in fact they get penetration on both sides there's two footballs on the field and then when they wear their powder blue uniform oh man that is it how can you lose a guy six feet five at 305 pounds? When a center goes to block you like that, you can't punch him. All right, we will start week nine here in Santa Clara, California, home of the San Francisco 49ers. On the Niners side, you can fire up George Kittle and Marquise Goodwin safely, I believe. Marquise Goodwin should be fine this week. I know he only got away with one deep 55-yard touchdown last week, but I think he'll be able to break free for a handful more 
Uh, last week he had the uh, Patrick Peterson treatment. This week he's going to have the Raiders secondary, which has been very generous, two receivers, and they have no pass rush. So C.J. Beathard, if he plays, battling a hand injury, or Nick Mullen, the backup quarterback there for the Niners who had a nice preseason. Either quarterback should be able to step up in the pocket and chuck a few bombs here against the Raiders, which is good for Marquise Goodwin. I would not be firing up uh, Garcon. He sat out last week. A lot of people thought that had to do with him potentially getting traded. He did not get traded, but either way, uh, I'm not really trusting in Garcon right now. And in the backfield, if Brita suits up, you're playing him. But we know the last couple of weeks he's kind of a, kind of a younger LaShawn McCoy here where he seems to miss chunks of each game battling uh, various injuries. So I'm a little bit worried about that. But if he plays, you got to fire him up against this terrible Raiders defense. And Raheem Mostert could also be a nice start as well, especially if Brito doesn't play. But he might have a limited role if Brito does play. And you can uh, not worry about Alfred Morris. On the Raiders side, you can safely deploy Doug Martin and Jalen Richard. Uh, Martin more so in standard, Richard more so in PPR, but I think they're both safe. I think Derek Carr has a nice week this week against uh, the 49ers secondary, who may be without Richard Sherman. We'll see what happens. But even with uh, Uncle Rich, or Uncle Sherm, they call him, I don't know that um, he's what the Niners wanted him to be. I've, I've voiced my concerns about that trade or signing in the uh, offseason. Wasn't very stoked on that. But nonetheless, the Niners are better with him in the lineup, although he may not play uh, this evening, so he'll be a game-time decision. Keep an eye on that, but you can fire him up, and Jared Cook, I think, is a safe option for the Raiders. At the receiver position, we'll see who steps up. Seth Roberts had a nice game last week, caught a touchdown. Jordy Nelson was nowhere to be found. Uh, Martavis Bryant didn't do anything. Um, I just, I'm not really sure uh, what to do here with the Niners, or the Raiders, excuse me. You're probably not firing up any of the receivers there, um, but I would go with Carr, Cook, and the running backs if you need to for the Raiders tonight. Moving on to the first Sunday morning game, the Ravens host the Steelers in Baltimore. The Ravens, of course, acquire Ty Montgomery from the Packers. And I think Ty Montgomery is going to fit in probably right away because running backs are much easier than receivers, which we'll get to here in a little bit. But the Ravens could definitely use Ty Montgomery as a boost over Buck Allen, who has not been doing much and not very efficient with Way too much of a workload I've been mentioning. If you're an Alex Collins owner, you're certainly frustrated with how the Ravens treat him uh, and Buck Allen. Buck Allen has been pretty terrible um, this year with his efficiency, but he continues to get touches. I think he is going to completely evaporate, hopefully, in this offense. I think Ty Montgomery will take over his position and do much better with it. So I think that Ty Montgomery is a must-add in all formats because I think he'll take over, um, especially in PPR and if they don't treat Alex Collins like a true bell cow, like I think they should, um, Montgomery should get an, a number of touches. And we've seen Buck Allen get a handful of uh, vulturing touchdowns early this year here, which uh, Montgomery certainly could handle as well. He's kind of that running back hybrid uh, receiver, um, but he's bulky, man. He's he's in good shape. He's a he's a thick dude, so he could definitely get a, a you know a inside the the ten zone type carry on a draw or something, take it in, or he could certainly get a little swing pass there in the running game. So you can fire up Ty Montgomery, I think, pretty safely. And if he doesn't do much this week against this um, really awesome, actually, uh, running um, defense, rush defense for the uh, Steelers, 
then I think you should pick him up maybe for the uh, rest of the season here. Ty Montgomery for Alex Collins. You got to fire him up probably, but if you have another option, I would, I would start somebody over him. Um, if you can, I think Flacco is a decent streaming option as uh, the secondary for the Steelers has certainly been burned a handful of times by a number of quarterbacks. So, you know, temper your expectations every time with Flacco, but you know that he's going to chuck it at least 40 times a game and he could throw three touchdowns here uh, and have to keep up with the Steelers. So this could, these Steelers Ravens games always end up being a, a bloodbath at, you know, nine to six, or they could be a shootout, you know, 35 uh, 30. So don't really know what you're going to get, but with the Ravens at home, I like their weapons here. So you could stream up uh, Joe Flacco. Uh, Hayden Hurst got his first touchdown last week uh, with Lamar Jackson throwing it to him. I think Hayden Hurst you could fire up with confidence as the Steelers have been very, very uh, nice to uh, tight ends. And um, Crabtree and Sneed and John Brown, I think all of them are reasonable wide receiver three options. Uh, John Brown probably in the wide receiver two category with the big play possibility, but Snead more of a flex, Crabtree more of a wide receiver three, a flex, and uh, John Brown maybe that deep threat boomer bust player there. I would sit the Ravens defense if you have another option this week. With the Steelers, uh, usual suspects, Big Ben, Juju, A.B., Connor, uh, you're firing up for sure, and I would look at firing up Vance McDonald as well. The Ravens defense is uh, you know the best in the league in many cat- categories this year, but not necessarily against tight ends. So if they can bottle up James Conner out of the backfield and possibly Juju over the middle, they might be able to get some more work to Vance McDonald, and we've all seen what he's able to do with the ball in his hands. Moving on to Buffalo. The Buffalo Bills host the Chicago Bears. On the Buffalo Bills side, uh, you're not starting anybody outside of Shady McCoy, and even at that, I wouldn't start Shady McCoy against this Bears defense. So Moving on to Chicago's side, for the Chicago Bears, you could you know, continue to stream Trubisky. He's been hot. Jordan Howard could be a decent option, but you know that if he doesn't score, he's going to have low numbers for you. Uh, T- Tariq Cohen is a surefire uh, PPR start for sure. Looks like Allen Robinson is practicing this week, but it's kind of a long shot as he's only getting limited work here so far. So keep an eye on him. If he sits out, Anthony Miller is a nice flex play. And uh, that'll help out Taylor Gabriel as well. Trey Burton, you're starting every week because you know the upside. But they bottled up Gronkowski very well uh, last Monday night. So keep an eye on uh, Trey Burton. But you probably don't have a better option necessarily at the tight end position. So you're firing up Trey Burton. But I would certainly temper expectations as the Bills are at home and play much better in Buffalo. And in my opinion, if you listen to the Tuesday podcast, I think the Buffalo Bills should have and could have beat the Patriots. But they have negative offense, unfortunately. Moving on to the Panthers and Buccaneers. Carolina Panthers host Tampa Bay here for the Panthers side. Uh, Cam Newton's uh, staying hot. You can fire him up. Um, Devin Funches has been a nice uh, flex wide receiver two option. And Greg Olson you can play, obviously, with a, with a tight end upside there. DJ Moore, I think, has been a huge waiver wire pickup this week. You can definitely fire him up for sure uh, against this terrible Bucks secondary. And... Um, Christian McCaffrey, of course, you're going to fire up in, in PPR leagues especially, but C.J. Anderson, as I mentioned on Tuesday, is starting to get some of the work, so keep an eye there for uh, the Panthers' backfield. For the Bucks, uh, Fitzmagic takes over for Jameis, at least to start the game. Um, if he throws three or four picks in the first half, they'll probably bench him and put Jameis back in. 
it's a mess with those quarterbacks. But for right now, if it's Magic gets the nod, uh, you never know what you're going to get, especially with him on the road. They're going to be chucking it all game. He could put up four or five touchdowns. He could also throw four or five picks. So temper your expectations if you're streaming Fitz Magic this week. But you can stream him uh, against his Carolina, uh, Carolina secondary, but their front seven is really solid. So temper your expectations most certainly with Fitzmagic. The running backs, uh, Peyton Barber looks like it's his backfield alone now as Ronald Jones is a little bit banged up and going to be missing some time. Uh, Mike Evans also sat out practice on Wednesday, uh, but it looks like he'll be just fine. Doesn't look like a huge injury, but keep an eye with Mike Evans. I think he's just getting a, a veteran uh, veteran low-level practice, but keep an eye there. Deshaun Jackson looks like he wanted to get traded last week, they did, or on Tuesday, by Tuesday. They did not trade him. I don't know if he's got bad vibes in the organization or what, but you can fire him up for a big play, but you know that he's boomer bust, although all these receivers get an uptick with Fitzmagic. So Evans, assuming he plays, way up. Godwin even, way up. And uh, Jackson, way up as well. Um, O.J. Howard also is a nice play with uh, Fitzpatrick for sure. And Cameron Bate, I think uh, you can uh, easily decide now that he is a sit unless O.J. Howard is not to play for some reason moving forward. Moving on to Cleveland where the Browns have the honor of hosting the Mahomeses this week. Uh, for the Browns, um, Baker is a decent streaming option against this uh, improved but still pretty uh, lackluster secondary for the Chiefs. Um, Jarvis Landry you can fire up as, again, there's holes in the secondary. And uh, I think Duke Johnson will be a decent dump-off option if they tend to use him like that. And you can also have uh, Nick Chubb in your lineup. And David Njoku, although shut out last week, I think should be fine this week. Again, the Chiefs hand out fantasy points. And they're going to be on the field a ton because Mahomes and crew will be scoring at will against the Browns, I think. Uh, so um, the Browns passing options should have multiple opportunities at least. We'll see what happens on the production. Of course, uh, again, we've been putting up on the Instagram and I message, or, uh, mentioned on the Tuesday podcast, we did have some uh, changeover at the offensive coordinator position and the uh, head coaching position in Cleveland there. So keep an eye on that, probably leaning more toward the run, uh, hopefully for Nick Chubb. Um, but I don't think that's going to be good for Baker, although I would stream Baker this week. But just, you know, temper your expectations and keep an eye on this. If he has, you know, 20, 25 uh, attempts, you may want to uh, look at other options moving forward as they might go to more of a run game because uh, Greg Williams, who's the defensive coordinator, has taken over the interim head coaching uh, spot. So if he wants to go more to ground and pound, then that would happen this week against the Chiefs. So we'll see if the Browns want to slow down the game and keep Mahomes off the field. For the Chiefs, uh, usual suspects, uh, Kareem Hunt, uh, Travis Kelsey, um, Sammy Watkins is a great play this week, and uh, Mahomes, of course. I would make a mention here of Tyreek Hill. Initially, it was said that he was going to be out two to three weeks with a strained groin. He was at practice with a limited practice on Wednesday, and it looks like he'll be practicing full uh, for the rest of the week, but groin is nothing to mess with, so he'll probably be a game-time decision. I would keep an eye on Tyreek Hill for this game, um, just in case they they keep him out. If he does not play, then Sammy Watkins gets a humongous boost here, um, and I think that'll also downgrade Mahomes a little bit. So instead of throwing 300 yards and four touchdowns, maybe 280 and three touchdowns. So not a big bump for uh, Mahomes, but just something to uh, acknowledge there. Moving on to Miami, Florida. The Dolphins host the Jets. Divisional matchup here uh, for the Dolphins. Brock Osweiler gets the start once again. Um, you can fire up uh, Kenyon Drake because you have to, and he's capable of big games, but I'm still worried about him. 
I think he'll do okay versus blitz happy attack from the Jets on screen passes. So maybe not a big run game from him. I think this is a knock to Frank Gore for sure. Because I don't think the Jets are going to let the Dolphins run very much. But with all those uh, all those blitzes, I think Osweiler's going to get scared. He can't throw far deep down the field anyway. So I think he's going to be dumping off to Kenyon Drake this entire game. Dan Amendola is a decent uh, pick as well over the middle. And hopefully Devontae Parker comes through. He could be a decent flex. I think Amendola and Parker are both flex options. Gore, if you absolutely have to with all the uh, teams and running backs on a bye this week, you could fire up Gore, but I wouldn't if you don't have to. And uh, Kenny and Drake, as I mentioned, sure. Um, do not play uh, Brock Osweiler this week, though. I just don't think he's going to get it done with the Jets blitzing. Uh, moving on to the Jets' side. Looks like Robbie Anderson is practicing this week. He was tied up with Xavier Rhodes a couple weeks ago, missed last week's game. Um, he may or may not play in this game. I don't think he's going to have uh, a lot of success anyway. He'll probably draw Xavier uh, Howard, who's been an awesome cornerback for the uh, Dolphins. So I don't think Robbie Anderson will do much outside of a big bomb this game. And Quincy Anunua is back on the practice field, but probably not ready to go this week. So maybe temper him for another week. Uh, Bilal Powell still out. Isaiah Crowell is a nice start here against the Dolphins. Uh, we've seen everybody light up the Dolphins this week so, or this year. So this could be one of those Isaiah Crowell 150 yards, um, you know, 60-yard touchdown games. We'll see what happens with him. And keep an eye on Trenton Cannon, who's a, a, a rookie ad there. He might spell some uh, some carries from Isaiah Crowell. So I don't think you should start him or anything this week. Uh, you probably have better options. But if they split carries or anything like that, I think moving forward you can keep an eye on him. And also – Elijah McGuire, who's been on the IR so far this season, is finally um, hopefully going to be cleared this week. I don't think he will play this week because um, he's been out for the first eight, but I think he could definitely be somebody to look and stash um, on your way, uh, on your benches and potentially throw in your IR spot if you have one uh, for the weeks coming up as he could definitely take over that Bilal Powell role, and we saw last year that he was very fruitful in that role. Uh, Sam Darnold, um, I don't think you need to need to play him at all. And you can fire up uh, Chris Herndon at the tight end position uh, if you need a uh, streaming tight end there. Heading into Minnesota, where the Minnesota Vikings host the uh, Detroit Lions, who are now without Golden Tate. I will get to that in just a second. On the Minnesota side, uh, usual suspects, you're firing up Cousins, Thielen, Diggs. Uh, you play Rudolph because he's a tight end that has touchdown upside. Um, Latavius Murray will be playing again for, uh, Dalvin cook. Looks like Dalvin cook will be sitting out for this week. Next week is their bye, And then coming back week 11, hopefully we'll see what happens with him, but, uh, either way he'll be uh, sitting out this week. So you can fire up Latavius Murray once again and all your usual suspects for the Vikings. I think you could also fire up that Vikings defense, even though it's the lions, the lions, like I mentioned are without golden Tate. Golden Tate was traded on Tuesday to the Philadelphia Eagles and, uh, Basically, now Kenny Galladay gets a huge boost, clearly. Um, Marvin Jones gets a huge boost, obviously, as well. And Theo Riddick looks like he is going to try to play, but you know, with limited practices early this week, he may sit out as well. So I think that uh, you know, Carryon Johnson will be good to go with a, a full slate of um, touches here outside of uh, LeGarrette Blunt stealing a handful, but I think he'll be just, just fine. And this Vikings defense hasn't exactly been what it uh, it was last year, although they, they looked a little bit better last week getting Emerson Griffin back. But um, losing Tate, I think, is going to be a huge downgrade to Matt Stafford. So you're firing up Jones Jr., you're firing up Galladay, you're firing up Carrion Johnson, Blunt if you have to in a deep flex position. 
But I would sit off of uh, Matt Stafford here, and I don't know that you'd be stoked to play him anyway against the Vikings, but certainly without Tate. Um, it looks like you know they're still trying to figure out who's going who's gonna to fill that role. Maybe T.J. Jones uh, could fill that role for the, the Lions there with Tate. But either way, Golden Tate's a special player with what he does. He's been tops in the league in yards after catch and forced to miss tackles at the wide receiver position for the last four seasons, uh, which is just nothing to snuff at. So next we'll move on to Washington. Washington acquires safety HaHa Clinton Dix from the Green Bay Packers. This is a huge loss for the Packers, unfortunately, um, as they're losing one of the best safeties in the league. Heading over to the Redskins, joining DJ Swearinger, who is also one of the best safeties in the league. So now the Washington Redskins have a pretty uh, pretty dominating secondary there, which is great news for them. So that Washington DST makes a huge bump here. They've already been playing pretty well this season, but certainly now with HaHa ha, Clinton Dix and DJ Swearinger uh, holding on the back end there. They're going to be solid with Josh Norman as well in a solid front seven. So uh, scoop up the... Um, Washington DST on the offensive side of the ball. Uh, Alex Smith could be a nice streaming option this week against a horrendous uh, Atlanta defense who has been um, giving out uh, free fantasy points, uh, much like Halloween candy for the entire season here. Uh, you can also fire up Adrian Peterson. Uh, the legend uh, continues with another hundred yard game last week he looks very very good chris thompson may sit this game as well with a, a number of injuries even if he does play he's at a pretty limited role so adrian peterson is pretty much the focal point of this redskins offense and a great option against this uh um de de basically just deteriorated falcons uh front seven here so fire up ap with confidence and for the receivers i don't really have confidence in anybody to be honest i think uh you know um Jordan Reed would probably be the only one here on the uh, offensive side of the ball for the pass catchers for the uh, Redskins, which is unfortunate because this uh, Falcons defense is pretty terrible. On the Falcons side, um, usual suspects, Matt Ryan, Julio Jones, Calvin Ridley, and Ito Smith you can fire up as a flex in your, or a, a running back two. And Tevin Coleman should have a better game, but this Redskins defense has been playing really solid, as I mentioned before, so temper your expectations there. And you can look at Austin Hooper as well at the tight end position. Moving on to Denver, where the Broncos host uh, Demarius Thomas and the Houston Texans. Uh, Demarius Thomas was traded over to the Houston Texans on Tuesday before the trade deadline and immediately faces his former team in Denver, which will be interesting. Um, for the Broncos side, this is, a, I think, a, a huge boost for Cortland Sutton, also for Emmanuel Sanders. I think this hurts uh, Case Keenum and his ability to be a streaming option, but you probably weren't playing him anyway. Um, this should have no effect on Philip Lindsay, who should be the, the top running back there in Denver, but Devontae Booker actually had a nice game last week, so they'll be looking to split carries. Looks like it's going to be a committee regardless of who is there. Uh, you could also look at Jeff Hireman as well for a tight end streaming option if you need to. For the Texans and newly acquired Demarius Thomas, uh, this is a nice boost for Deshaun Watson, uh, myself included, but everybody was kind of uh, holding their breath a little bit when Will Fuller went down Thursday night with a torn ACL. He is out for the year. Um, we thought it was just going to be Kiki Cutie, who's also been uh, beat up a little bit as of late, and DeAndre Hopkins, but the Texans make a move at the last minute, pull over Demarius Thomas, who hasn't been stellar, but 
he has been um, he's a solid option. I think with better quarterback play, he's going to get a boost. So I think he remains a uh, wide receiver two, wide receiver three. Uh, DeAndre Hopkins should only benefit from this, I think, because it's going to draw more attention over uh, away from him. So he should be uh, remain his monstrous self. And Kiki QT may or may not be healthy for this game against Denver, but moving forward, he should get a boost as well. Um, because I think this will draw away, although he's not going to be able to be Will Fuller uh, blazing down the field. I think this might open him up over the over the middle here. Um, so we'll see if this is an upgrade or downgrade for Kiki QT, but certainly an upgrade for Deshaun Watson, as I had mentioned. And uh, Lamar Miller looks pretty solid as well, pulling in another 100-yard game himself. So the Texans' run game and pass game is starting to even out a little bit. So the Texans are looking really good, and you could fire up, I think, both of these defenses potentially in this game if you need to stream. Heading over to Seattle, the Seattle Seahawks host the Los Angeles Chargers. Chargers coming off of a bye for Seattle. Uh, Russell Wilson is starting to heat up. Doug Baldwin, I would uh, you're probably playing him as a deep flex or a wide receiver too because you drafted him high and you still have uh, expectations, although I've been saying – since the beginning of this podcast that I didn't have I didn't have a full faith in uh, Doug Baldwin and I still don't uh, last week just two catches for 21 yards um, he's just not getting it I think uh, David Moore is starting to uh, increase his usage for sure of course Tyler Lockett although minimal catches is getting those touchdowns Russell Wilson's passing out touchdowns each week but Doug Baldwin has yet to uh, be a recipient there on a consistent basis um, you could also look at Ed Dixon potentially as a streaming tight end position uh, for him and um, on the defensive side of the ball I think that the Seahawks are getting much better um, here in the uh, later part of the season so you could think about streaming them at home where they are a much different uh, animal there with the 12s in Seattle for the running backs Chris Carson should be the lead dog another 20 carries 25 carries last week so you can fire him up also Mike Davis should be spelling some uh, some of those touches. So if anything happens to Chris Carson, Mike Davis would be a great spot fill as well. So if you have Chris Carson, I would also go pick up Mike Davis off of waivers. On the Chargers side, coming off of a bye, uh, you fire up the consistency of Phillip Rivers. It's never um, super huge numbers, but he gets it done. Uh, and Melvin Gordon coming off of a hamstring, sat out the last game, but had last uh, two weeks ago and the bye to uh, rest a mild hamstring so he should be back although soft tissue injuries are definitely nothing to uh, to um, you know scoff at so I'm, I'm a little concerned about that moving forward although he did have two weeks to sit before it got bad so hopefully he'll be just fine obviously if he's full shape he's one of the best running backs in the league Austin Eckler could uh, definitely be an option um, here if uh, Melvin Gordon has to miss any time but last week in London uh, he did not or uh, two weeks ago in London, excuse me, um, Austin Eckler did not do much with the opportunity he was given. So a little concerning there. Tyrell, uh, Tyrell Williams could be an option and a deeper flex option, and Mike Williams too if you need him, but I'm not really excited about either one of them as they both had a handful of touchdowns but kind of minimal catches and yardage, so the consistency lacks for them. And Keenan Allen should be getting hot here shortly in the second half of the season, but I wouldn't expect it this week against Seattle on the road. So temper your expectations for Keenan Allen. Heading into potentially uh, one of the two most exciting games of the week here, uh, the last game on the Sunday afternoon slot, the Saints host the Mighty Rams. Uh, the Saints, <clears throat> you fire up everybody, uh, Breeze, Kamara, um, Michael Thomas. I think you can uh, 
set in Mark Ingram as well as a, a running back two. And you can look at Traquan Smith potentially as a deep option. I think Breeze will be just fine in this. I've, I've been going back and forth on my lineups whether I should sit him or start him. I've considered Baker Mayfield over Breeze, for example, against the Chiefs. But I think I'm just going to roll with Breeze. I think that, frankly, the Rams are going to score, which is going to face the uh, make the Saints um, have to keep up with them. And even if it's dink and dunk passing, I think that Breeze is potentially going to get two, 250, maybe 300 yards. And he should get one or two touchdowns here because I don't think that uh, Mark Ingram and Kamara are going to be able to run the ball strong enough, so they'll probably have to throw the ball enough at least to keep up with the Rams. So I'm going to fire up Breeze for sure here. And they're at home. The Saints are a completely different machine when they're at home as opposed to on the road, um, such as last week. So uh, keep an eye on the Saints, but I think they will be just fine. As for the Rams, they are still undefeated. Uh, although they should have lost last week to Green Bay, uh, you fire up their usual suspects as well. Jared Goff will be fine. And you can fire up Woods. Looks like Cooper Cup will be playing in this game and Cooks as well. And then uh, Todd Gurley, of course, is the best in the game, so you're playing him. You can um, fire up that Rams defense with the newly acquired Dante Fowler Jr. Um, the former first-round pick comes over from Jacksonville as a D-end, and he joins Indomitian Sioux and Aaron Donald. So now the Rams have an even stronger defense they were already potentially the best in the league they've gotten even stronger now on that defensive front so they are uh, mighty scary um, but that Rams defense is looking pretty solid so I think Breeze will get his numbers I think the Saints will be okay in this game overall fantasy wise but uh, the Rams could also make this you know ugly if if the game wasn't at home I would say that this would be Rams going away but I think the Saints will have a chance in the dome in New Orleans two games left here Sunday night football the Patriots Host the Packers. Um, Aaron Rodgers is pissed from last week. Didn't get a chance with Ty Montgomery fumbling with two minutes left on the kickoff. And since uh, they shipped him off to Baltimore, he was traded over the weekend there, which I already talked about. But um, Aaron Rodgers, you're firing up, of course. Aaron Jones, I think it's a huge bump here. And Jamal Williams potentially does as well. I would fire Aaron Jones up as a uh, running back two with one running back one upside now that there's one uh, less dog in the backfield, and Jamal Williams is potentially a flex there if you need some in PPR leagues. So I think the Patriots are going to score at home, and, and uh, Rodgers are going to be forced to dump it down. Devontae Adams, of course, you're firing up. Jimmy Graham, you fire up as a, as a tight end. And uh, Geronimo Allison should be fine here, as well as uh, Equinemia St. Brown um, and uh, – Marquez, Valdez, Scantling. I think both those guys are deep flex options. But again, I think versus the secondary in the uh, Patriots, I think everybody could potentially be used with obviously uh, Geronimo Allison and Devontae Adams being the lead dogs here. So keep an eye on that. But Rodgers, Devontae Adams, and Aaron Jones are must starts. And I think Jimmy Graham could be comfortable as well. For the Patriots, uh, Tom Brady, of course. And if Sonny Michelle plays, then you could get him in. Keep an eye on that, though. He'll be a true game-time decision. It was said that he might be out a few weeks, but it looks like he's already practicing, so we'll see if he actually does play. I have a feeling he might sit out until they're by in two weeks, but we'll catch it there. If he does play, fire him up. Um, if he doesn't, then uh, James White should have another huge game, and we saw last week the Cordero Patterson, um, Danny, uh, I'm sorry, Julian Edelman, Tom Brady even had a couple carries of their own, so uh, not really sure in the running back position there, but it probably will not be Kenyon Barner. For the receivers, um, Julian Edelman, of course. Uh, Josh Gordon could get loose here versus secondary without Ha Clinton Dix. And uh, Chris Hogan potentially as well. Cordero Patterson, very deep option. And um, Gronkowski, uh, of course. 
And let's see, last game of the week, the Dallas Cowboys and Tennessee Titans on Monday Night Football. For the Cowboys, I think Dak could have a nice game. He could be a streaming option. Zeke, of course, and they have Amari Cooper now. We'll see what he does with uh, two weeks to get the the offense here in Dallas. So you could potentially fire up um, Amari Cooper and uh, Cole Beasley, maybe. Uh, but I'd like to see what happens with the rest of this receiving core before I start starting people. So potentially fire up Amari if you have to. Dak, I think, could be safe this week as a stream. And uh, Zeke, of course. And then on the Titans side, um, Marcus Mariota, potentially if you need a deep um, streaming option, although I'm a little bit worried about him against this uh, Dallas defense on Monday Night Football at home. Um, Derrick Henry, I'm not super stoked on. I think Deion Lewis will be a nice option. He had a great game uh, in London before they had the bye uh, in PPR leagues especially, so you can fire him up. And Corey Davis um, could have a nice game, but this Dallas secondary has actually been pretty solid, so he'll be a, a deeper flex option there. So that'll um, wrap it up for the games. The last note here, players on by, or teams on by rather, this week, Cincinnati Bengals, Indianapolis Colts, Jacksonville Jaguars, Arizona Cardinals, Philadelphia Eagles, and the New York Giants. Once again, Bengals, Colts, Jags, Cardinals, Eagles, Giants. Tomorrow, Daniel and I will be joined by Curly to talk Week 9 NFL picks as well as check in with our fantasy teams. Those two have another big matchup again this week, this time in the League of Record. Tune in there. And remember to email us your start, sit, keep trade, cut questions to tckpod at gmail.com and DM us on Instagram at the Candlestick Kids with the hashtag tckpod. Make sure to follow us on our IG stories throughout the weekend. That starts tonight, Thursday night, Sunday night, and Monday night as well for game day updates. Thank you so much for listening. Good luck in week nine. And for Daniel Stancato, I'm Sky Guasco, and we are out of here. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.